Are you ready? It's the Frozen Five. What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? We're back here. It's another week on the Frozen Five. Once again, we got four, unfortunately. This time we're missing Bo. Might get a late appearance, but uh, we got Dorf back. What's up, Noah? How we doing? What's up, boys? Happy to be back here. Yeah, we got Dolph and Joe still hanging in there. Um, guys, today we're going to be talking a lot about the Metropolitan Division. Um, a lot of shit going on there. So uh, I know Noah wanted to get us kick-started here. So, uh, Noah, hop in. Uh, I mean, we'll just go top from bottom to top here. But uh, let's start off with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, big loss last night to the Rags. Paul, shout out us for being there. Um, I got to say, though, like, they are a solid squad. Like, they're not a team to be slept on. Like, think about this lineup here. Like, Texier, uh Adam Fantilli had a beauty last night. If Goudreau can figure it out, great player right there, obviously. Patrick Laine, um, Sean Corrali, Boone Jenner. Like, they have they have potential here. Jack Roslevic. Roslevic. Like, Cole Sillinger. Cole Sillinger. Like, they have a good team. It's just like they haven't put it together yet. And, and behind the pipes. Merzlikin. And Spencer Martin. Both great goalies. Both had great years last year. But also Zach Arunsky, like Ivan Provorov, like not they a got a lot of talent. On. They got a lot of talent. Ivan Provorov, I think, leads the team in points. If I'm he not, does. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, just no chemistry going on there. I mean, look, I mean, I they're just like a you know a, a t- around the twentieth mark. They're, that's where I think they'll be. Just a five hundred hockey team. That's you know what what I see going for them. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, there's they're a but little below average team um, that has potential, but just doesn't look like they can get anything going, you know, especially with Johnny hockey, not himself anymore. Um, Line a coming back from injury. So we'll see what goes on with him, but no, I mean, Noah and I went to the game last night and dude, they were giving us a heart attack. Most of the night they were a pain in the ass to play against. I mean, they were, they played lockdown D they're blocking shots left and right. Merzlikens was great. And, uh, yeah, I mean the Rangers had a hard fought win in the end, but dude, at Columbus they uh they fought hard and um you know they they stole three of four points against us so far this season. So um I will say though, also don't sleep on this factoid too that they had a lot of drama with their coaching in the beginning of the season and definitely had to throw off some of the chemistry as well. So I think if that doesn't happen, we're looking at a much better hockey team also. I think this team going off that this team just screams Arizona Coyotes from last year same with Arizona Arizona last year did not start off hot at all they the Arizona in the beginning of the year was not the same Arizona at the end of the year I think this is what this Columbus team is this Columbus team is going to be up and down throughout the whole season and we'll get towards the end of the season all of a sudden Johnny Hockey's putting in hat tricks left and right putting in goals two assists a night Adam Fantelli is going to be in the Calder conversation. Boone Jenner's back from injury from last year after breaking his jaw. I think this, I'm telling you, this team is is going to be very sneaky towards the end of the season. Same with Zach Wierenski. That guy is a big boy. He's a big left defenseman that's going to come at you hard. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with that is, look, I mean, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'll tell you why. Because they're in the Eastern Conference, which is just – it's just too competitive. I mean, you got teams like Ottawa, Buffalo, and now Tampa, who are kind of like bubble teams. Um, 
I mean, you know, Ottawa's roster is great, in my opinion. Their top six is loaded. When you've got guys like Kachuk, Giroux, Batherson, Norris, Stutzla, Pinto. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of guys. And then in the back end, they've got Chikrin, Chabot, um, Sanderson. I mean, you know, it a lot a lot of the problem has just been chemistry, but you know what, dude, that they're they're a team that I, I look out for, but yeah, I know we're, we're sticking with Metro. Um, but I'm just saying like Columbus. Yeah. They've, they've got talent on the team, but I just, I just can't see them, you know, making a play. I could see them being around the 500 mark and finishing around 20th to 22nd in the league. I think they're going to start bouncing. Pete. They're going to, they're going to bounce somebody from getting into the playoffs. I, I can see just like how the penguins got bounced last year by uh, Chicago. 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 I, I can see them just, Absolutely bouncing. They they can bounce. They're probably going to bounce the Capitals. I won't. They're going to bounce the Capitals. Capitals are not. Caps are not going to make playoffs. They're going to. They're, they're going to bounce the Capitals. Or they're going to bounce yeah. the Penguins. They're bouncing one of those two. Maybe the Penguins, but Caps, no way. There's just. I think. I think the Capitals will probably finish around the same point mark as the as the Blue Jackets. Yeah. There's. They're going to be around 500, if not a little below. Um. There's Capitals are no way. Good. There's just not enough there. Ovechkin is just. I think his career is definitely obviously on the back end, but he's, you know, starting to feel what it feels like to be um, almost 40 years old. So, you know, and obviously Nick Backstrom now is on long-term IR with still lingering hip issues from recovering from that surgery. Um, and he's taken time away from the game and Kuznetsov is not playing up to his capability so, I mean, just guys like that. And TJ Oshie is getting old. Um, John Carlson, same thing. I mean, they're just an old team. So, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Columbus finished ahead of the Caps, to be honest. No, I, I think they I think they I will. think also Columbus is on a four-game skid. This is not going to – they're going to win eventually. I think Columbus is going to beat the Panthers. Five-game losing streak now. They're on a five-game skid. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were four and two at one point. Think about yeah. it. And then five-game skid. They should be a much better team. I think – yeah, it's gonna be between well, the I mean, when you have to play teams like Dallas, Detroit, and then the Rangers. I mean, that's just it's tough. And they were they were in most of the games, but you know, it's just it's so tough. It just shows you how hard it is to win in the National Hockey League, especially when you're playing the top dogs. So, you know, yeah, Columbus, I think when you if they were to play against like a, a middle of the pack team, it'd be it'd be a toss up. Yeah, that now that leads me that leads us into the Islanders. I think these guys, what is going on with them? I don't I don't think I've seen Sorokin have a good game at all this year. I think Varlamis is playing better. Two shutouts he's had, I think something like that. Yeah, looking at this team, I don't know what is going on with them. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. The Islanders, I I I mean, people were saying they could sneak in the playoffs. I just couldn't see. It. Like Joe told me at the beginning of the year, he's like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders made wild card. I'm like, they they just can't. There's too it, the the East is just too competitive. It's just, they're just, I think they're going to be around 500. Maybe they'll be a little above 500 um, just because of the, the way they play that lockdown defense way. Like if they get up a goal, they're, they're usually not going to lose the game. Like they know how to lock you down, but there's just, the top six is not, it's just not enough. You know, I mean, Barzell is not. What Barzell's he, a minus two. He's got two goals. Yeah. This guy's, they're not onto a half start either. I will say I feel like Barzell has struggled a lot the past couple of seasons. Yes. I mean, he and you know what? It is to it isn't to more than a couple of seasons, too. Yeah. But it isn't to the Islanders' credit. Like they have not put a team around him to 
for anyone to like kind of play at his level and really, I mean, I'm looking at this roster right now, like Sezikis, Clutterbuck, uh, I mean, Matt Martin, Matt Martin, Brock. I mean, Brock Nelson's a really good player. Um, but like Kyle Palmieri is not what he used to be. Uh, JG Paggio is just like, I mean, he's a good player, but he's just not like nothing special. I mean, this back end, I mean, couldn't tough. Yeah. They've kept the same team for so long. They just, they haven't, like, they've stuck with that core of, like, you know, like you said, the Clutterbucks, the Matt Martins, those guys, Brock Nelson, you know, they finally let Josh Bailey go. Um, You know, I was kind of surprised. They have a, they don't, they have a pretty old roster. They do. Cal Clutterbuck, uh, let's see. Like Matt Martin, Sezikis, Sezikis, like these guys are, these guys are pretty old. Like, I mean, but then you got like Barzell's a 97, uh, like Dobson, Engvall's a 96, Dobson, like, uh, Simon Holstrom's a high, Simon Holstrom's an 01, like Bo Horvath, where the fuck has he been? 28. He's actually had a, a decent start, I will say. Four goals, um, it's just it's tough to play when you don't have a lot of talent surrounded surrounding you. I mean, it was a lot easier for him playing on Vancouver when he had guys like JT Miller, Pedersen, Besser, you know, and, and Quinn Hughes. Um, but I will say Bo Horvat is, is doing a pretty decent job holding his own out there and um on Long Island. I think the uh the typical way of the Islanders play style is that that style is out. Of the NHL now, they it average two point. They average two point five goals a game, pretty much two point three. I mean, or three goals. Like they are not, they are not scoring enough goals. And and Sorokin is just letting in pucks left and right. He is facing so many shots. They're they are not blocking shots like they used to be. I, I don't know what's going on with this team. They are not that lockdown team. They've they've taken a lot of penalties. They've taken one hundred and twenty penalty minutes so far. They need to cut that down. Yep. Um, I mean, no, they're used to playing that old school hockey style, like the, the, the John Tortorella style of hockey we're used to seeing like from 10, 15 years ago. And, you know, it's kind of evaded that style. It's, it's, you know, it's non-existent anymore in the league, except for really this team. Um, and they've held on to it. Um, obviously, like we said, you know, you still got guys like Barzell, um, Noah Dobson and, and now Bo Horvat who, who kind of, or in the new generation of hockey players, but still, you know, it's, it's, it's a different game and, you know, they're, they're struggling to, to find that form, but who's, who's what? next on this list? In terms of- where do you see them oh, sorry. Where do you see them ending in the Metro? Where do you see the Islanders ending? I see them ending uh, num- position wise or just like, I mean, I see the them position. finishing like fifth or sixth. Wow, and just like a little above, maybe like just above five hundred or five hundred. You think any? You think they're gonna fire some head coaches? They're gonna fire anybody? Get release anybody? They're gonna? I don't know. I mean, possible. Sell? Are they gonna buy at the dead one? They're gonna trade Matt Barzell. That's what I'm saying. I think I think they're gonna be selling this year. Like they tried last year with the whole Bo Bo Horvat thing, just didn't work out. Yeah, I think they're gonna start selling at the end of the season. They might. They certainly might. Um, you know, Matt Barzell be, to uh, Matt Barzell to Florida. Although he can see that, 
would be a bad move. Florida, Florida's looking for that t- last top six guy to to just complete the top six. Bars out <laughs> of Florida, maybe bars out of Detroit. Ooh, bars out of Detroit wouldn't, wouldn't be bad. Sure. Yeah, be... Bar- bars out, bars out of Vancouver. You know, I feel heartbroken for Bo Horvat, dude. I feel heartbroken for Bo Horvat. Now that Vancouver finally has found its game, and right when he, like, it's so sad, you know? Such a hard work. He wanted out of there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I I don't know. It's just, he did. No, I know he did. But he kind of got fucked on uh, to where he landed, you know? It's like. Um, I think he would would have preferred to. I think he wanted to go to the Rangers actually, because the Rangers were obviously looking at him at the time at the deadline. But I think he really wanted to come to the Rangers. But um, obviously, Tarasenko and Kane, you know, the Rangers definitely didn't want to pass up on that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I could see the five or six mark um, them finishing around then. So, but uh, who's next on that list? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming in on a four-game heater right now. Yeah, on uh, who'd they Boys sweep? They swept like the the Western trip, right? Well, I mean, I mean, given uh California sweep, given given San Jose that shit pumping, I think really uh yeah, put them put them set them right. But uh, I mean, look, Crosby's still playing at a high level. Yep. Malkins Malkins played so well this year so far. Dude, Gino's um, an animal. Yeah, G's an animal. Uh, I think Carlson, like, just give him a second to really find his game with the team. It's a new system. It's an offensive powerhouse too. They like they've always been. So definitely, just give him give him a couple more games. Um, I think he'll start to find his stride a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are still the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, hundred percent. I will. Yeah, I will like, never. Yeah. I will never count that team out. And I don't think. I don't think they're missing playoffs. I think they might be a bubble team, but I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're missing playoffs. Uh, this year, I think they're going to have a strong comeback here. I think they're going to start. You're, this is just the beginning. They already went through a little adversity, just dropping games that they shouldn't have dropped and nobody expected them to drop. Um, but, yeah, I think they're coming back pretty pretty tough, pretty hard. And I think this is the sign of it. They're going to go into the new year really strong, and I think they're going to really climb their way to the climb their way up the Metro right now. I, I 100% agree, and I'll tell you why. I think because obviously Sid knows his career is co- probably coming to an end, and you know, so he's in his mid 30s now, and he knows Gino's the same thing, Latang same. Um, so look, I mean, obviously last year they were devastated, losing to Chicago and missing out on the playoffs, um, and breaking that streak. So I think they're gonna obviously put the full court press on to to really ensure that they get one more run at this thing um and and they certainly can because you know brian rust completely turned it around this season he's looked great riley smith has been a a great mesh with the team i think and obviously like you said carlson i think is going to start to to break out as a little bit as well so i mean and jari jari's look great um so i think they need a trade for john gibson realistically i think jari's a horrible goalie like uh, Sam Winijalkovic, he doesn't know how to play goalie in clutch time either. I don't think either one of them know what they're doing in the net when it comes playoff time when they're facing a lot of shots. Um, but I'm looking at their stats now. I mean, their stats just got boosted. They played the Sharks a week ago, but you know they they've they've been helling it down ten two two nothing four three winner over the Kings. Kings are looking great, 
and they four nothing over the Sabers. I think this team they're averaging four goals a game. Like I think this team's going to finally start clicking. They're they're putting pucks on net. They've they've had almost five hundred shots already this season. Yeah, yeah, no. averaging four goals with that ten goal game. A little. I sweet, mean, but... not to mention they're also plus twelve in goal differential. Yeah. I mean, with with, with well, that a, ten, you, with that ten goal ten game, goals. yeah, <laughs> with that ten goal game, yeah. But I mean, ten goal game or not, it, plus twelve is plus twelve. You can yeah. compare apples and oranges all day, but <laughs> you're scoring tw- you're scoring ten goals in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, dude, I agree. I think they're they're going to definitely make a push, um, and they'll be around that bubble. So I, I mean, I I, I would predict them to. You know what? I I think I predict them to make it. Yeah, I got um, the first wild card. I think I yeah. got them missing it. I got the Blue Jackets making it. I think that's a terrible take, but I, I, I mean, think the Blue Jackets are going to. So so let me ask you. So if that's the case, who's who's not making it then? Who who's not going to make you it? You have the obvious teams in the East: the Canes, Rangers, Devils, um, and now we said Pittsburgh. So that's four. No, I got Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh missing it. I got. I got you have Pittsburgh missing. Okay, and then obviously out of, um, out of the Atlantic, you got Toronto, Tampa, probably. You have Tampa making it or no? Yeah, I got. Uh, realistically, Florida. before the season started, I had the Bruins missing it. I had the Bruins missing the playoffs. Bruins, Bruins are in now. Yeah, they're gonna make it. They're gonna yeah, they haven't it. missed a beat. And yeah, I'm Florida. <sighs> This is that that Atlantic division. When we go over that division next, this is that is a tough division. I mean, dude, I just don't think there's any room for Columbus. I mean, you have Florida, and then you have Detroit. You have Detroit, and you got Ottawa. I just there, there no might be room. not there might not be room room for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, man. The There'll East be five is teams so from tough. the Atlantic. That's just so tough. The East. That's what I'm trying to tell Dolph here. You just from Boston, like, Florida, Detroit, Toronto, Tampa. That that could be your three, and then well, the two I, 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 I'm gonna say the Blue Jackets gonna finish above. The Penguins. I think I think the Blue Jackets for the end of the season, they're just gonna start tearing it up on people. I think Adam Fantilli again. I'm gonna go back. It to could him. happen. It could happen. But I just I, I just think there is a zero percent chance they make the playoffs. Zero. I think they've probably finished like you know, around eighty ish points, I think. For, yeah, for I think twenty around fair 20 season for, I mean, no one no one expected anything. They're not that good of a team. They're very young, as we said. I mean, I think eighty ish around eighty, eighty, eighty five at the most. Is is fair for them? Yeah, it's just, it's just there are too many good teams now. That's the issue, you know. It's just too many good teams. It's just like it's just too competitive. Wait one second, the lights went out. One second. But, um, (laughs) Noah's having a little bit of a lighting issue there, everybody. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Columbus, look, they're not bad, but they're just not good enough to to contend, and you know the national the stanley cup playoffs so sorry we're back lights went out (laughs) fucking we're good over here Um, yeah we're good uh are we on the flyers yet no no we are uh we're still we're still on that columbus thing we were just saying that it's like a zero percent chance that columbus makes it because it's just too competitive the east I think they're going to finish above the Penguins, though. I think the Maybe, Penguins. But I mean, it's just like think about it. you got teams like you have the Rangers, Canes, Devils, then Boston, Florida, Toronto. That's six, and then Tampa seven, and Detroit eight, and then you still have like teams like Ottawa, 
And then it, it, we're talking Pittsburgh. I mean, it's just it's just too competitive. And maybe the Sabers, like who knows? I still think it's just too early. I I still think it's too early in the season for some of these bottom teams right now. Um, I mean, we're sitting pretty with the Flyers in the middle of the pack right now at five hundred. I mean, they they'll finish twenty fifth or worse in the league, guaranteed. I think there are only five locks right now in the Eastern Conference: it's Rangers, Carolina, Washington, and then Boston. And, well, I didn't say Washington. I said Rangers, yeah. Carolina. Did I say Washington? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rangers, Washington. Carolina, New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, Boston and Toronto. I think everything else is up for grabs. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Um, I mean, Florida, I, I still i am not completely sold on yet. I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, I mean, Kachuk's, I mean a, Kachuk's a crazy, but, you know, you never know. I mean, I mean you know. I will say. Too many, too I, think the Fly, I think the Flyers are still, like, a pretty solid team. I'm kind of, like, no. I'm not – I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't love what it's just like, yeah. Like the problem is these, like, it's like almost every team except San Jose is a solid team, but they're just powerhouse teams now. And every team who makes the Stanley cup playoffs these days is almost, is basically a powerhouse team because it's just that competitive because that's how good these guys are in the NHL these days. Like so the Rangers, like, are, Rangers are what are they nine zero and one in their last ten, and they're not the best team in the league. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's crazy. It's it's just it's mind blowing how good these guys and are. They, and and they've and they played fourteen games. Yeah, nine zero and one in the last ten. They're not. Crazy. They don't have the best record. And they have a they have a they have like the week off now too. So and the week off. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but wow. like I also I still think like I mean to kind of bunch up, I guess, like, we're going to, like, Jersey. I still think Jersey's going to still finish top of the East. I think they have some injuries that they're going through right now with Hughes, Heashier. Like, you know, they're just at the struggle bus right now. But Wait, when I you honestly... say top of the East, you mean first? Win the Metro? or No, top of the Metro, sorry. Top of the you Metro. You think they're going to finish above the Rangers? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, they'll be in the top. They won't be a bubble team. They'll be a top oh, they'll three be in the team. top three. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that. I think that. I still think absolutely. That, like, I still think they're such a good team. Like, yeah, they 100%. have, they have so much talent. They're just going through a little adversity right now. But honestly, yep. sometimes teams that go through adversity early in the season scare me. Um, Rangers haven't gone through too much adversity yet. I mean, I guess they have because they were missing Fox, Heedle, um, Shostakin was out for a couple games, and they just kind of showed like what they really are made of, but we'll get into that a little bit later when we do some Ranger talk. But New Jersey going through this uh, much adversity can scare me a little bit because I think they're going to become – like I think when they're fully healthy, they're going to come back a very dangerous team. Yeah. I mean, I we, saw, we, saw, we saw what Hughes was doing. Hughes had like 22 points in how many games? Like 10? I yeah, agree. I but you got to remember the Rangers are not fully healthy either. Think about the injuries. I know. You know, and, I know but, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah. I, I think that I just think that the Rangers have handled their adversity a little bit better than the Devils. Yeah. And I think yeah. it just shows that like the Rangers just have a little bit more depth than they do. They also have more depth on the in goaltending as well. I mean, that's the biggest look, thing. Look, it helps to have Jonathan Quick, Jonathan Quick, three time Stanley Cup winner. I mean, Boys, do we just get into the Ranger talk? Or? No, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> stick. We gotta stick I'm gonna, with the I'm brand. I'm fired here. up over here. With this, we I'm gotta stick fired with up what over we here. were saying. 
The devil, no, the devil's Pol- look. Pol just does, isn't ready for what oh, I have. Rangers, Rangers are right now oh, first in the metro. Once, we get, ready, to the top, once get... we get to the top of the metro, if, we'll talk about. If the we Rangers. got fans of, if we got fans of different teams in the in the metro, we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta appease everybody. So you know, obviously, I mean, yeah, being yeah. a New Jersey and New York podcast, we're gonna have some Devils listeners here. So we gotta. I mean, look, Devils. Look, goaltending is an issue. I I have to say it's an issue. Vitek Vanacek has not looked sharp this year. Kira Schmidt has looked okay. But Vanacek has not looked good. The defense has not look, been great. Obviously, they've had um, glimpses where they just blow out teams. It, they they blow, have blowout periods, um, you know, like we've seen against Washington when they were down um, a couple weeks ago, four uh, three nothing, and then all of a sudden, one period it took, and they're up four three, but it ended up losing the game. So. Yeah. It's it's a lot of their problem stems from defense, goaltending. I mean, their top six is very solid, obviously. You know, Hughes and Bratt are phenomenal. Tyler Toffoli has been great. Um, he's I mean, Nico Hishier is probably one of the best two way forwards in the game right now. Yeah, I mean he he's with like, his injury, who knows what's like, gonna happen with that. He's like he's like a mini Patrice Bergeron in a lot of ways. Just yeah. the way he plays the game, I would say. I think that he is – I wouldn't say that he's going to be that level, but I still think that he's one of the best two-way forwards in the game, and I, I think there's no question about it. Um, I mean, the way he plays on both sides of the puck, he just plays an honest 200-foot game, and I love that about him. I have so much respect for that guy, especially as a first overall pick who finally just came in and found his way. I have a ton of respect for what he's doing right now. I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's great. I'm looking at the Devils stack. It is crazy the what I'm looking at here. They've scored 48 goals and they've also let up 48. They they score four game. They let up four game. They they don't have a lot of shots on goal compared to these other teams that we've been looking at. They only have around 420 goals around that, and they've let up four. I mean, 420 shots, and they've let up 400 shots. So they yep. they've really been chewing the getting the puck on that. They I think they've been grinding the puck a little bit more in, in the end boards. And they've been giving up a lot of shots. I think they need to, they need to tighten it up. I think the injuries are going to go away. And I think this team's going to obviously, and this team's going to break down, and go crazy again. They've been in the penalty box a lot. They've been in 120 minutes, but they've taken a lot of penalties. So, I, I, again, I just think this team needs to just get out of the slump, win a few more games, and I, I, they need to control it on defense. That is what worries me about this team is the defense. They can't stop anybody from scoring. They let Washington put up six. They let the Avs put up six. Yeah, when you're losing both games to Washington at home, that's that's a bad sign. And letting up a lot of goals, that, like, that's just disastrous. I don't care if Jack Hughes can't let that happen. I think they either need to shit pump a San Jose or they just need to beat a top tier team to like really get their juices going. Yeah. Um, like last I'm not year. Gonna lie. I'm not going to lie though. I will say like Saturday's game is going to make me nervous. I don't know how the Rangers are going to play against, uh, against them. I know the Rangers have been playing really well right now, but Jersey has given them problems the past year or so. Um, and I think that. Don't remind it's me. Be a, what? Don't remind me. No. Oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. But uh, no, it's something to talk about though, because I think that whatever for whatever reason, um, it it's been Jersey. These young kids just they're step just up. very fast, but they just step up and they play they play the game the right way, and they're just they they're a hard nosed team, and you got to give credit where credits due. You know they are they're a very good hockey team, and 
it's kind of exciting though though to to have that like rivalry back and especially last year's playoff sorry joe um i know i know we don't want to be reminded of last year's playoffs but you know i think there's a lot to prove for the rangers but there's also a lot to prove still for the devils because they are still a young team yeah i mean they're just very explosive what what you know impresses me the most about their game is their transition into the neutral zone how explosive they are it's like incredible watching in last year's playoffs it was it was really crazy just how explosive they are um getting from one end to the next it's, it's a lot of goals off the rush yes they're uh, they're just a rush team that's what they are um you know obviously lindy ruff i mean great coach i will say um but you know he's done a great uh, job with that group and um Look, I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to be a dangerous team, but you know, I, I, I don't expect them to be as consistent and as solid as they were last year. I, I just think that, you know, obviously the the injuries have gotten them a little bit off the rails. Their defense has not looked great, and and you got to remember, last year Vanacek was really steady. And that is was was a big reason for them winning games. Like they they took a lot of games to overtime, and a lot of the times Vanacek was the reason they ended up winning the games and shootouts and whatnot. So look, if he's not on his game, I mean, who knows? I mean, I still think they're going to be in the top three and and out of the Metro, but you never know. Well, Matt, you saw um, it last year with Vanacek. I mean, he helped them to the playoffs, and he stunk sure. it up at the playoffs. And yep. Kenny Schmidt comes out of nowhere, and is godlike and then ends up winning the series for them two yeah. shutouts i just want to point out we have only we have a little under 10 minutes left uh so i feel like maybe we should get to the rags just because of time and no we uh we're express. gonna keep this we're gonna keep this thing going we'll uh we don't have to make it a short episode today we'll uh we can we can extend uh we've got permission for everyone so uh i think our i think our listeners would appreciate that um all right the washington capitals then. yeah let's do it um finding their game a little bit or uh i mean look obviously koozie doesn't want to be there anymore so he hasn't been great but you know he's definitely stepped up in some right opportunities that shootout goal he had the other night was disgusting yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh i mean ovi ovi found the back of the net twice in one game so i mean maybe maybe signs are pointing in the right direction there for him too um starting to put some point production on the board slow start for him obviously look do I think the Capitals are a playoff team? I think they could be a bubble team at most, but I don't. I still think that they have the experience. And I, but I also think Backstrom taking a leave of absence right now um, is definitely hurting them. Also, yeah, I you know, and I mean, even when Backstrom was playing, I hate to say it because I'm the biggest Nick Backstrom fan there is. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's just obviously a world class player. One of the one of the biggest reasons Ovi is the way what he is um you know i'm not taking anything away from ovi world class but um you know i no but i think that's a fair assessment saying that like uh you know like if you look at the amount of assists that uh backstrom's had to ovi i think they're they've just complemented each other very well i think that there's a lot of argument that you could say Backstrom isn't the player he is without ovi either um but also this but i think that it's a fair statement to say that definitely they complement each other so well that, you yeah. know, that's the, that's a dynamic duo right there. And, you know, they've 
definitely gone through some battles. And I think that it's going to be weird for Ovi now to not have to play with Nick Backstrom for, um, you know, one of the few times in his career, maybe when Backy was hurt. Um, I mean, because Ovi was pretty much never hurt because the guy's a fucking mule. But, yeah, I definitely think that they've faced a little adversity in the beginning of the season, didn't get off to a great start, but they're kind of kicking back right now. Um, sitting pretty third place in the Met. Um, do I think they're going to sustain that all season? Probably not. I don't think they have the depth. Um, the guys aren't the same. You know, maybe Tom Wilson's the only one who really still has some real legs just because he's one of their younger guys technically. But, yeah. you know, they still have some guys that can play. They have Sonny Milano, good player, um, really finding his own there a little bit. Dylan Strom is an absolute unit too. Or, yeah, Dylan Strom. Um, so, like, it's not like they don't have the talent. Like, they definitely have guys that can play, and they're definitely still a good team. They're obviously showing that they're pretty competitive, too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just it's just so competitive, the East. And I don't know, the Ross, the top six is just not – I mean, really, all four lines. It's just not strong enough, I, I don't think, to compete. Not. Yeah. I agree. It, it, to um to compete to make it into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, it's just you need four solid lines out there, and they they really don't have any. Um, you know, they've got a few players. Um, you know, obviously Alex Ovechkin. It um is Alex Ovechkin, but he's just not the player he was. You know, it's his. I think this is the season where we're finally seeing that you know, he's, he's becoming an older guy and he's slowing down a bit. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, like we said, especially with Backstrom out and <clears throat> TJ Oshie just, I think is another one. He's 36 now. Crazy. I mean, I remember watching that guy in the Olympics, like, I mean, and now he's pretty much, he's, probably going to retire in the next year or so so hey look who we oh, have here look who's coming in oh oh, oh. mr hotshot here guy. mr Bo. hello there how we doing folks dude Bo, spiffy as hell damn time out financial report with uh pwc <laughs> so i had to come home no nah, we had a we had a uh etiquette dinner at the university of richmond so just came home from that had to hop on the pod Perfect. So, uh, Noah, do you want to – maybe we should tell Bo what, what our game plan is for this app. Bo. Bo, baby. I mean, we're just running through the Met right now. Uh, we're on the caps. We pretty much discussed the bottom teams. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Bo, any thoughts on, like, Columbus, New uh, Islanders, Pitt, Flyers, Jersey? Any uh, – some thoughts there? Um. I mean, in terms of the Met, first and foremost, the New York Rangers are going to win. They are a championship team. We're seeing that night in and night out. What a win last night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, in terms of the team you asked me about, I wanted to bring up the Caps first and foremost because that's the one that came out of your mouth first. I mean, they they need to blow it up. They are in shambles. I have – basically, I think Ovi's run is done. I think that he had a great career. But I don't think that Washington is going to benefit from him anymore. It's time to move on. Tom Wilson's a bum. He hasn't given me any fantasy points. Uh, Dylan Strome, bum. Uh, don't hold they, back, Bo. <laughs> they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have got rid of Jacob Vrana. He was their best freaking player. 
I so love uh, how, I love how Bo only goes off his fantasy team too. It's so funny. <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't follow hockey nearly as much as you guys, so I haven't looked at the Metro standings in a little while. For a minute, while I look up these standings, and then I can give you a more in-depth, uh, I mean, actually cap, scientific are, breakdown. Caps are caps are third right now in the Met. You know what? They they might be third. That's not going to last. Uh, as as we've seen in our group chats off camera, you know, a lot of guys have things to say about people doing stuff through the first fourteen games, but whether or not that'll hold up throughout an entire season is TBD. Um, I do have to say I stand a bit corrected. I didn't know that the Caps were seven, four, and two. It's a pretty solid record. Sixteen points in thirteen games, not bad at all. Yeah, but um, I agree with you. I don't. Let's I don't talk know. about the Metro. I'm going to give my whole breakdown. As a as a recording of this episode, the Islanders are playing right now, and uh, guess who just scored? We got we got Matt Barzell and Bo Horvat. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barzell with the goal and Bo Horvat with the primary assist. Uh, I mean, Edmonton's looking horrible, so. Oh, they're playing Edmonton. You didn't, you didn't mention that. It's like yeah. – it's so disappointing, man. You have literally the best player in the history of the game right here. I said it. You heard me. Wayne Gretzky, I'm sorry. The great one, I'm sorry. But we have a new great one. It's number 99, okay? Or sorry, number, number 97. I apologize. It's not number 99. It's number 97. Um, Listen. I would say I, I – dude – at least you didn't say 72 in blue. Well, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> but McDavid's um, playing like a McDavid's playing like a paralyzed koala this year. I don't know what you're talking about. He's Dude, hurt. He's playing hurt though. He's got to be hurt. I I don't know, but he has to be hurt cuz this is not Connor McDavid. I, I, know. I well, and you know what? Remember what we talked about last week when McDavid doesn't produce, where is Drysaitel? So, it's literally like you get McDavid going and the Oilers are probably back. I'm I'm sorry, but like Drysaddle already proved to me that he doesn't need McDavid to get going. Uh I I think it was like two or like two or three years ago. He when McDavid got hurt, he was out for most of the season. That ki- that dude just carried the team to the playoffs until till he was back. He already proved that he can do that. And you know, last year, <laughs> fuck you, Bo. <laughs> but, but uh no he's he already proved that he can he can carry a team and he proved that he is a he is a top player in the nhl i top two debatable my my number two is kale mccarr there's no there's no question about that yeah all right noah so i think we made our point clear but uh no who we got next we got carolina dude canes i'm a little let down by this year i'm not gonna lie obviously svechnikov injured early but you know very surprising joe you got something to say over there no no all right well <laughs> look yeah now svechnikov back aho's heating up they're nine and six with 18 points second in the metro um five points behind the rangers i mean look they're sitting okay um definitely we expected a little better, I would say. Um, you know, defensively, they I don't think they've been as strong as they usually have. Um, and I think that's been their weak point for sure. But I mean, look, they're they're the Carolina Hurricanes. They've got a sweet roster. Um, they're loaded on all four lines. So I, I expect them to, you know, definitely 
you know, make push the Rangers for sure. I'm going to actually have to contradict you on your, one of your statements. They have not been there offensively. I, I'm looking at their last game. Well, since since the beginning of the season, they put up five, six, six again, four, four. I mean, I I think it's it's been the defense and the goaltending that's been really killing them lately. Like that's what I said. Oh, they said they're offensively they were not looking. No, de- defensively they haven't been the same what they oh, have okay. the last yeah. few years. Yeah, no, they they haven't. Um, and which is surprising because defensively they're usually one of the best teams in the NHL, uh, if not the best. So, um, and def certainly very very difficult to play against, especially in the playoffs. But look. I mean, it's still very early in the season. A lot will happen. Um, I expect. I think. To pick it up. I think they're. I think they're fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, nine six and zero, not the best start, but you know, a fine start for them. Yeah. You know, That's probably you, the worst they would. The make. worst possible start yeah. they could have had for them, and you know, they're still second in the Metro, and what are they? Top fifth in the league, right? Fifth in the conference, top ten in the league. I mean, they're they're fine. They have plenty of time. I will say which. Right now. I will say which what has been a big, a key comp- component for them, you know, offensively is Tevu Teravine and being healthy and and back to kind of being the player he was like five six years ago. You know, he kind of he's been struggling with injuries the past few seasons and he's kind of tailed off. But I think now he's remain that he's remained healthy. He's looked pretty solid and they've. Kept I feel like that's always been their problem is they're always getting hurt. Like right now, again, like Anderson, Freddie Anderson is still yeah. hurt. I mean, yeah. they're on what? I think they're on Kachekov right now as playing goalie. Yeah, that's Dolph's boy. You like Peter Kachekov. Oh, yeah. Peter Kachekov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have that guy in fantasy. That guy was a, that guy was a wagon last year for my fantasy team. He was, <laughs> he was stealing games from me left and right. But no, yeah, it's just been. I'm looking at their stats. They, they, this is the most stats I've ever seen for this team. They have a 512 shots on goal, mostly seen so far in the Metro, and they've yeah. only let up 390 shots, which has been the lowest we've seen. But they again, there's just every time they've been shot on, it's gone in the net. So I think obviously that's going to be cleaned cleaned up. I think this team's going to start blowing people out. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the recent games. Three nothing. Three two. Three two. I get. I think this team four nothing. I think this team is going to just start blowing people out. They will. Nothing, they will. Three nothing wins. Just absolute domination. And I'm telling you, this team's going to be a wagon going into the playoffs. They just got to go to this little adversity spot and see where they go from there. They got to just not get injured. Like the last what four seasons, they've just been hurt every time they go into the playoffs. Someone's getting an ACL torn. Someone's breaking a leg. Someone's missing a head. Like, we don't know what the heck's going on with this team. Rob Vindemore has been putting up a great squad, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think this team, I look at them almost more, like, menacing than what you guys might be saying. Vindemore's teams are always, you know, they play super hard, always play hard D. If you play the Canes with the offense that they're putting up, if they just get their defense together somewhat, they're going to be dangerous. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they catch the Rangers in the pretty – in the pretty near future, but uh, they're probably going to win the Metro. And yeah. I think they're still the best team in the Metro. I don't think they have anything to worry about. You know, they like, uh, like Paul, like you said, they had Sveshnikov out for a while. He's still kind of getting back into the swing of things. He hasn't really returned to his normal self yet. So um, any team coached by Brindamore is always going to put in good effort and they have the roster to go deep. So when you, when you put those two together, a team like that's not going to be held back. I do that with air quotes because they're already playing pretty well, but they're not going to be held back for too long. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, 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 I will say I don't know. I, I, I mean, we're not on the Rangers yet, but I don't know, man. 
if they keep playing like this, if Panarin keeps playing like this, I don't know. If, I don't know. They 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 can certainly win the Metro. But uh, we'll. But Noah, what are your thoughts on the Canes? I mean, look, the Canes are still the Canes at the end of the day. They're still a great hockey team. I I mean, they have a deep roster. They just have. They're still putting wins together, though. I mean, look at their look at them. Like they're, I mean, their plus minus could be a little bit better. Like they're, I mean, they're in terms of their goal differential. Um, they're still one of the best at home teams, four and zero at home. Um, the roads where they struggle, obviously, but um, I mean, look, they're in a fine spot. I mean, just I think everyone's like, oh, like you know, getting on them a little bit just because of the way that they started. But you know, they're still they've haven't had the greatest start to a season, but they're still second in the Met. Um, pretty top of the league still, still top 10 team in the league right now. I mean, I don't think that they're – like, I don't think they've lost it. I think they're definitely getting older, though. And I – you know, it's kind of now or never for the Canes in a lot of ways. Um, just because, like, a lot of their depth guys are really – you know, I think, like, losing Stepan because he's retired. He retired. I think there are certain things that, you know, are definitely going to catch up to them. Paul Stastny retired. So, like – you know, there are things that are definitely going to catch up to them, but they definitely – they still have a really good team. They still are going to be in the playoffs. I still think they're going to make a good playoff push. Um, but they need to figure some st- some shit out right now. They just need to figure out their defense. They have some key guys that are hurt right now. I think that they'll be fine at the end of the day. They're still going to be a, like, the one or, like the one or two seed going, um, in the Met going into the playoffs. Um you know, it's again, it's another thing where they're facing a little adversity right now. But by the end of the season, I think that they'll still be at the top of the leaderboard here, um, and they'll they're still going to make a strong playoff push. Yes, Bo, what are you raising your hand for? No, I'm not. I I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off at all. It's not even Canes related, but towards the beginning of your little spiel about the Canes, you brought up point differential, dude. I just checked. I don't know if you guys have talked about this team because I joined kind of late, but the Canucks have a plus yeah. thirty three. I guess like score differential in fifteen games. Yeah. No, yeah, we've been we've been sticking to the Met. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't mean to totally shift topics, but I just well, maybe throw that out there. maybe if you don't show up late. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what? I wish I was here on time. That's my bad. Noah's working like seven jobs, making eight figures a year, and he can make it to the beginning of the pod. So I should probably do a little better. Hey, dry sidle tie the game for Edmonton. Right, yeah, we were Joe and I were just. Just talking about that, it's it's so funny. Everyone we've been talking about, it's, it's scoring tonight. So uh, it might be the little good luck charm for them. Probably a tip in rebound off the blocker. Uh, <laughs> probably hit it. Well, probably it hit, was probably hit Arnold Nurse the assist, so maybe. Um, don't even, don't even get me started on Darnell Nurse. What a waste of space <laughs> that guy is, dude. Probably one of the worst, worst defensemen in the league. Yeah. Worst defenseman in the league. Speaking of tipping, rebound goals, being there at the right time, should we move on to New York and Alexi yeah. Lafreniere? Certainly. Oh, Cole doesn't <laughs> want to hear what I have to say. Oh, I want to hear it. I'm ready. Start it off, Cole. All right, guys. Let's just let's just paint a picture for for the audience here, really quickly. <laughs> Matt Pulverino said to us, Alexi Lafreniere and Vincent Trocek are both not top six players on the New York Rangers. All he's, He said Vincent Trocek is only good for faceoffs. 
He's had like what six points in the last four games since moving up. He's second. He's he's tied for third with Lafreniere on the team in points right now. The only two players that have more points than him are Chris Kreider and Artemi Panarin. Who, first of all, Kreider's just a scoring machine, and he only has 14 points outside of um like less. He only has three more points than Lafreniere and Trocheck. Panarin is just on a different level this year. Don't even know what happened. He shaved his head and all the bad demons were gone, apparently. Part finalist. Uh, let's, and let's not just, not yet. <laughs> Don't jinx me here. I just I <laughs> just wood. think I think right now it's outlandish to say. That's an SAT word for you, boys. <laughs> um I think it's just outlandish to say that right now Alexi Lafreniere and Trocek are not top six players on the New York Rangers. Like when Lafreniere got called up, when he got drafted by the Rangers, I was expecting this guy. And I, Dolph, we had a conversation, a phone call. You said you were expecting a guy with making moves every game, scoring 90 points, which is what I was. Yeah, I, was, I, I agree. I still agree with that statement, but he's been playing. He's been going crazy this year. Let it, I'm going to restate. He hasn't like been this. going crazy. He's just Panarin has been going crazy and it's, it's meshed well. Let me make another point. Since Trocek joined the line, Lafreniere has also had seven points in the same amount of games. Yes, they've played four solid games. Yes, they've been meshing very well. I'm they not denying six that. Solid games. I'm not Actually, denying wait, no, that. No, yeah. four. They ha- they really they haven't been. They popping played. Off. They, they, they've played been... together since the Carolina game. That's six games. I'm looking at the I'm no, but at it and right I now. said and I said four solid games. Four of the six solid games they've played. For I mean, I, I'm I'm talking about individual stats right now, and I'm just saying that that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about points, most of most of Lafreniere's and uh, Trocheck's points have come since uh uh have come since he joined that joined that line. Well, I'm just looking at since the the Minis- the uh, the yeah, away the, Minnesota game. Yeah. So since then, both of them had seven points each. Yeah, so that's that's four games, not six. The Minnesota away game. Yeah, that's when it, they started popping up. Oh, off. sorry. Carolina's when you, you said they started, though. Yeah, that's five games. So four of the five. Um, Panarin's had nine points since uh, since he's joined. I mean, but Panarin also plays like a shit ton of power play. He's got a lot of power play points this year, too. Talk about playing a shit ton. I mean, he had 28 minutes of ice time yesterday. This might you don't really even see that for D-Man. I, I, I know it went to OT, but I still. Think, I think it's because, you know, they were down a goal going to the third. You know, they were trying to pressing. And then also, you know, they knew that they were on this five-game break. Right, yeah. break so it might as well just use them all up. You know, they had enough I'd time. like – I want to see what, what any of us would be like, 28 minutes of ice time, how we'd be feeling after. Big guy, have you ever done that? Nearly 30 minutes of ice time? I mean – like when I play men's league. <laughs> <laughs> What's your men's league team these days? I mean, you're not going to know who they are. The team it's name. Like, I want to hear the name. Oh, the Mighty Bucks. <laughs> Mighty Bucks? Yeah. Wow. Is is Gordon Bombay the coach? Yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, I'm just looking at Panarin's stats now. This, I mean, this guy's just a fucking machine. I want to say I have to throw this out there. I took Panarin 54th in the draft this year. 
Just saying. Steal of the draft, in my opinion. So far, knock on wood. We're gonna I, I I'm gonna keep saying that because I don't know, man. Whatever he had to do, like Noah said, shave your head, whatever. I mean, might be the most superstitious hockey player of all time. Tried to get him to sign my jersey earlier this season, told me he doesn't sign jerseys, only pictures. So look, whatever, whatever works. I don't even care. <laughs> whatever gets the guy going. I mean, I mean. If he if he puts up a point against New Jersey on Saturday, he breaks the all-time franchise record to start a season consecutive points. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, I know we were all saying last season that, you know, is he just like like what's wrong with Panarin and what what's going on with him in playoffs? Like even the 2021-22 season in playoffs, he looked like shit other than winning it for an OT against Pittsburgh. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what happened to him this offseason. Um, I mean, Noah, were you concerned with with Panarin coming into the season? I mean, I feel like I'm never really concerned about how he plays um, during the regular season. No, I mean, I, I mean look, just you, like in general. If you if you look at his seat like regular seasons, the his three his four seasons or five seasons now with the Rangers. His first season when he came in had 95 points. Second season, which was the COVID season, he had 58 and 42 games. Then the next season, he had 96. Next season, he had 92. And he's already off to 24 in 14 games. Like, regular season is not where, like, my concern is with him. My concern is, like, is he going to sustain this in the playoffs? Like, is he going to play like this in the playoffs when the game gets faster and more physical? So, do we – so, my question is, do we think this will be the year where, one, he gets to 100 points, and two – produces in the playoffs like he has been all the time in the regular season yes for um, both. I think yeah like I think that like I think Panarin is just a man on a mission this year I think he knows the criticism that he's received from the NHL from the fans like just of what's been like like how he's produced especially in the play come playoff time and I think he's just coming to the season more focused more ready like I've actually never seen somebody like come in and actually just dominate as a New York Ranger like this. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, he is a pissed man. I mean, you like coming right into, into this year, you could tell, as you said, he man on a mission. I mean, a point in every game so far, I think it's gotta be the hair. I mean, he, he I think he said himself, right. Uh, I was getting the demons out of me, quote unquote, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I think, he really is finally coming to that, you know, player that we always thought, which, you know, we've seen, but now it's like every game. I mean, looking like a top three, five player in the league right now. And it's unbelievable to watch every night. Bo, you agree? Yes to both. Uh, Oh, my mic's on. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was off. I was trying to get back to Zoom because I was looking at Livy Dunn's Instagram. But uh, yeah, Panarin, absolute stud. What was the first point? I kind of zoned out there. No, I just. Do you think he'll get to the hundred point mark? I mean, I think he got to what ninety six a couple years ago, and that was his highest season. Yeah. Uh, at, at this rate, I mean, obviously, I think he will. Um, I mean, he's. I don't know. He just has the mojo going. He's got the. Uh, Everything seems to be fine in the net form. So, 
I'm going to say yes. I think he's going to have a monster season, which he already is. But I'll throw this out there, too. So far this season, I think he already has, like, over – I think he leads the team in shots on net with, like, 146. Which is so amazing to see because he was the most, like, hesitant shooter ever the past few years. He just – he wouldn't shoot. He would refuse to shoot. And I think Laviolette sat him down. He found out from the teams, like, listen, you got to fucking shoot the puck. You've got a great shot. You're Artemi fucking Panarin. Shoot the goddamn puck. Dude, Can that's I, like 10 shots a game. I want to say – I also want to say as well, Um, I think LaViolette has changed the culture. 100%. I think, no I think doubt. Team is, Absolutely. I think the team plays more jam. I feel like everyone cares more. <laughs> and look at, look at Panarin even on the defensive side of the puck now too. Like – Yesterday, Paul, like we were watching, he was diving for pucks. Like he was just playing like an animal. And yep. also like, you know, yesterday, like the Will Cooley thing, like just the goal, like disallowed, which like obviously is a dagger. Cause I love the way we didn't even touch on him. Cause Paul and I were going at it, but Will Cooley's an absolute animal. Like I love that kid, but I think they just play with so much more jam. Like this team cares. And I know you hate to hear this Paul. I think Blake Wheeler is a big part of it too. And I think he's brought a different culture and a different energy also. He's a leader, but I don't think he's, you know, eligible to play in the first line. But you, you're right. And I don't, I don't think he should be a first liner, but right now it's fine. It's, it's, it's it's working and it's fine right now. But I think that it's just, there's so much more veteran leadership and so much more of like the guys like, really just stepping into their own and being more of a team than they've ever been. And 100%. they definitely weren't this, they definitely weren't this team. They definitely didn't pay with this play with this kind of passion and heart. My last point I want to touch on before we run out of time here for real. Nope. Sorry. We're done. <laughs> is Capo Caco. Um, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Or is this it? Like, I, I mean, just, if, he continues this. This is last year. Yeah, I think he's yeah. I was the biggest fan of him. I thought he's got some crazy hands. Like when he's behind the net and there's nobody on him behind the net, I see him making moves back there. I'm like, I'm looking at myself. I go, why can't this guy just do that in a re- what? Why? What is going on? Why can't he do that regularly? Like, the way he's skating, it doesn't look like. I, I, it looks like there's like something wrong with him. I don't know what is going on with this kid. Like, but I think this kid. You have a few more games. You can the rest of the season after that. If he's playing like this still, then see you, kid. We're you're out of here. And just like uh, your boy, um, that got shipped off the the Canucks. I mean, that guy Vitaly Kratzov was not good at hockey, and this is what Kako's looking like. Um, that's another topic, but yeah, like Kako, I just I don't know. I think honestly, back in the draft when Jersey took Jack Hughes first. I kind of thought – I think that was a little bit of a punch to the gut to him. I don't know. I mean, obviously, everybody knew, I thought, at least, Jack Hughes was getting taken. Um, but maybe Cop, Capo thought he was going to be the guy getting picked first. And, you know, he being bridesmaid, like, you know, I don't know. It got to him, and he just never came into the player that he was supposed to be. But, look – you know, it is what it is. I mean, they sent him down to the third line. I don't know. I mean, if if this is how he continues, I mean, I think this – yeah, I agree. I think this is it. I think they're going to trade him. But that's, you know, remains to be seen. But, look, we got a lot to I will to say one about. thing about his game. I will say one thing about his game. His board play 
his board play is Yarmer Yager-esque in a lot of ways. I agree. One of the body. yeah, I agree. One of the best puck controllers of all time. But um, yeah, look, great, great to t- touch on the Metro today. Um, got to hear a little banter and everything. But uh, we'll be back next week, talk touching on the Atlantic Division. Till then, stay tuned.